You're listening to the Ambassador's Voice Podcast. Yeah. God bless you and welcome to the Ambassador's Voice Podcast. I am Pastor Michael Pedros. Going into the what I probably believe is the last part of crucify the flesh, even though this does go very deep. There are a lot of different scriptures that we could go over and just continue and just continue to go over the works of the flesh and just crucifying the flesh. The things that the Bible talks about for us to not walk in and walking after the flesh, but we're going to go ahead and probably cap it here. I'm sure there'll be another episode where we may pick it back up and continue on with something else. And it would be pertaining to this same subject because as believers in Christ, we need to know how to walk in God, what to do, what not to do, because we have a battle. We have a spiritual battle within ourselves. There's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. And the spirit and the flesh war with one another. As the word tells us, it wars with one another all the time. And I say all the time because our old things that we used to do, things that we used to get into, get involved with before we became a Christian, before we got saved, those things, Satan tried to use those things to bring them back up in our life, especially if we've been delivered from them. So we're always going to be tested in those areas just to see if we would fall. He has no new tricks. He has the same old tricks to try and put us back in bondage. We just have to be aware of Satan devices as the word tells us. Be aware of Satan devices. The word of God tells us that our foes are those of our own household. And I want to put this out there just to give you something to think about. It says that our foes are those of our own household. And a lot of times we look at our wife, our husband, our children, sister, brother, parents. You know, we look at those around us. But have we ever stopped to look at ourselves? The Bible tells us that our body is the temple of God. If our body is the temple of God, have we stopped to see the foe within ourselves? When I say this, I'm talking about that battle between the flesh and the spirit. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the episode today. But I know that we left off on Colossians chapter 3, 5 through 9, where it tells us in verse 5 to mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, And covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. 
But now you also put off all these. You have anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. To mortify is to subdue and bring under control by self-denial. So there it lets us know that we have to subdue and bring under control by self-denial our members which are up on this earth, which is fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection. Now, we're going to stop there and we're going to go back over fornication and uncleanness because we covered these two and I believe it was episode one. And we should already know what fornication is. Those of us that are single. We should know what fornication is. And if we can't keep ourselves, as the word says, that it's better to marry than to burn. So if we can't keep ourselves as believers in Christ, even though that we are single men and women. We can't keep ourselves from falling into the sin of fornication, then we must do what the word of God tells us. It says that it's better to marry than to burn. I'm sorry if that may seem harsh or seem straight to the point, but that's what the word of God tells us. That it's better to marry than to burn. So, I mean, it sounds like to me, you have to make a choice. If either you're going to get married or you, well, I mean, it says burn. So where do you think you're going to burn at? Now, you don't have to take my word for it. You can go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8 and 9 and read it for yourself. I know that it's a hard saying for us that are single. But when you become a child of God, your life is no longer as you were when you were out in the world where if you decided that you wanted to get with a woman or if you decided that you wanted to hook up with a guy that you could just go ahead and do it. Because at that point, you you don't have a standard of living as far as living for Christ. But when it comes to you living for Christ, there is a standard of living. And this is one of the things that Satan has us as believers tricked and bound in that we fall into fornication all the time because we think that it's okay. Oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and do it this one time or I'm a, I, you know, I slipped up. We got to stop slipping up because we're going to slip up one day and, and, and ain't going to get the opportunity to repent for it. So as believers in Christ, we need to stop slipping up in every area that we have that we're dealing with in our life. Not just fornication. There are a lot of different areas, you know, because this is one of those things that we look at as, oh, it's a big sin. No, sin is sin. So it doesn't matter whether if you you fornicating or if you lying, whether if you committing adultery. Or if you got pride in your heart, sin is sin. God don't like none of it. And as believers in Christ, we should hate the things that God hate and love the things that he love. I'm going to try and move through these quick. 
so we can go ahead and finish it up. But the next one is uncleanness. We know what uncleanness is. We've already went over that in episode one. It's morally defiled. Any principles that you had growing up, any morals or any values that your parents taught you or raised you up with, you try and keep those vows, keep those morals intact and you don't allow anybody to defile it. But when it comes to a point to where it does get defiled, those morals that you have start to get corrupt or different people that you come across start to change the way that you think about the values that your parents gave you, then it becomes uncleanness. Now, the next one is inordinate affection. This is something that we would exceed normal limits to go to this thing that we are very fond of or an area that we are weak in. It's a weakness that we have for this thing that we would exceed normal limits to get involved in whatever this fondness or this thing that we are so familiar with or so used to doing. We would exceed limits normal limits anyway what they would consider that's a normal situation we would go beyond those normal limits to satisfy this inordinate affection the next one would be evil concupiscence this is a morally wrong strong sexual desire that you have that gets you basically is lust Lust being, as you know how they used to say when they would talk to young girls back in the old days growing up and they would say that somebody was hot in their tail. It's a strong sexual desire that was morally wrong is what this is. I mean, I guess I could say you could use your imagination when you think about um morally wrong or evil sexual desire a strong sexual desire you can use your own imagination for that and the next one is covetousness we know what covetousness is it's one of the commandments thou shalt not covet so and it also says this is idolatry so covetousness which is idolatry so you putting two in one when you're coveting after someone and the bible tells us not to covet after our na- our neighbor's wife man that goes deep but i know that a lot of that goes on because in the house of god even because you have pastors sleeping with other people's wives you have deacons sleeping with other people's wives you have wives of the 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 pastor and the deacons sleeping with other men so you have it it's going all over the house of god we have to get this together because you have unbelievers and you have babes in christ looking at us and saying if they could do it i could do it and it's causing them to fall so we are being a stumbling block in our brother's way or sister's way So we have to be careful with that. 
as leaders, as believers, we have to be careful with covetousness. And I know I went off into that with what the Bible says about coveting our neighbor's wife, but just in general, wanting something that somebody else has that you don't have. Coveting that thing is idolatry. You're making that an idol in your heart because you want it because somebody else has it. Now, as it said, these are things that we used to walk in. And it says for these which these things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So because we as believers, we as men and women of God say that we are followers of Christ and then we put ourselves in a position where we're willingly giving ourselves to these things. We put ourselves in a place to where the wrath of God will come upon us. Because when he says the children of disobedience, he's not talking about those that are out there in the world, those that don't know him, those that don't live for him because they're not professing to be saved. So they don't know the walk that we have. They don't know the standard of living that we're required to live and they're not required to walk that way. But those of us who say that we're believers in Christ, we are putting ourselves in a place of being the children of disobedience, which will cause the wrath of God to come upon us. Because these are things that we used to do, as it says in the next verse, that in which ye also walked sometime when you lived in them. This is things that we used to do. These should be things that should not have precedence in our life. At this point. And as we continue on, it says in verse eight, but now you also put off all of these anger, wrath. We cover those two in the wrath of man. And if you did not listen to that episode of the podcast, I would advise you to go and check it out and hear how we broke down anger and wrath and the things that we talked about in that episode, those two episodes, the wrath of man one and two. The next one is malice. Malice is a desire to harm others or to see others suffer. It's basically an extreme ill will or spite. You doing things out of spite to people to to purposely harm them because you are just in a way with them you you feel some type of way about something that they did to you so now you want to get I won't say revenge but you want to see that person harmed or you want to see that person suffer it will even put you in a point or a place to where you are wishing evil upon someone and now the next one is Blasphemy. This is a contemptuous or profane speech or action concerning God or a sacred entity. This is something we need to be very careful with because ain't no coming back from that one. I think the Bible tells us that there is no forgiveness for blaspheming the Holy Ghost. So we have to be careful with that one and watch our tongue 
No matter how upset and how mad we are or how mad we get about things that happen in our life and we want to blame God, we have to be careful with that. And the next one is the other portion of this. We know that blasphemy is profane speech or action towards God. But the next one says filthy communication out of your mouth. We know what that is. Telling dirty jokes that's filthy, cursing, using language that is profound and profane, that uh, cursing that we should not be spewing out of our mouth as believers. And if we got a problem with doing that, if we feel like it's uncontrollable and we can't control it or we just lose ourselves in a situation and then we go at it, and and let somebody have it we need to repent quickly but just remember don't use you being able to curse somebody out or you cursing somebody out or however you feel don't use that as a reason to sin and to just take the grace of God for granted so that you know that you have the grace of God, that you can just go ahead and curse somebody out and God will forgive me for this one. We have to be careful with how we talk because we don't ever know who's watching us as believers that may not be saved, that may want to know Christ and they are watching our life but we just cause that person to not want Christ because they're like, well, if they can talk that way, if they're going to act like that, if they can act like that, then what's the purpose of me being saved or being a Christian? I don't see no difference in my life versus theirs. And of course, we have the last one on this chapter, which is verse nine. It says, lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. I believe that one is self-explanatory, lying not to one another. As I call it, volunteering a lie. You tell somebody something that you really don't plan on doing or don't have no intentions of doing, but you're telling them that just so they can leave you alone. So I believe the ones that we've covered today are things that we should take a look at and if we are not dealing with these things in our own life then we have nothing to worry about we can continue on to run this race and live for christ as christ ordained for us to live now as i said that we were going to go and talk about the flesh the difference between the flesh and the spirit now go over to romans chapter 8 verses 3 through 14 and i'm just gonna read it all real quick and then we'll try and go back over it verse 3 says for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh god sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, 
But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, Brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify, cut off, subdue the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now I want to tell you how deep this part of this verse goes, because when you get down to verse seven, it talks about the, the carnal mind is enmity against God. Do you know the word enmity means a deep seated, often mutual hatred? So our carnal mind, that's why it tells us that it is death. Because the carnal mind, which falls in line with walking in the flesh, will cause you to hate the things of God. It will cause you to not want to even deal with the things of God. You have a situation where you have that battle between the flesh and the spirit. So if you're going to live after the flesh, as the word says in verse 13, you shall die because that word says also that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, which is a free gift that God gave us is life eternal. So if we reject the spirit of God, as it says here in verse nine, that if we don't have the spirit of Christ, we are none of his. So when we have the spirit of God, we should be doing everything that we can to grow more in Christ, going from glory to glory to glory and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. If we walk in the spirit, we won't have a desire to fulfill the lust of the flesh, because the more that we give to our spiritual walk, the more that we give to our spiritual life and prayer and fasting, the less that we want to give ourselves to those things that we used to do, those things that are in our life or that was in our life at one point before we became a new creature in Christ. As we talked about last week, the newness of life in Christ. This is where we walk in the spirit of God and we forsake those things that are behind us forgetting those things that are behind that we left behind when we got baptized 
in the name of Jesus Christ being buried in his death and resurrection. That's where we died to sin. Sin no longer has dominion over us. Because we have a keeping power in the Holy Ghost by the Spirit of God that will keep us from falling. That's what the word tells us. As we live in God, as we live in Christ, as we give ourselves more to Christ, we have something to keep us from falling in sin. Keep us from falling into temptation. Keep us from falling in the flesh this is what the god that we serve is why he's so awesome and why he's so powerful why he's so loving why we love him so much because the person that we used to be we're not that person anymore so we know that there has become a change in our heart a change in our life because we no longer do the things that we used to do we no longer walk in the flesh but we are led by the spirit of god and as the word says in verse 14 those that are led by the spirit of god are the sons of god and keep in mind that it says in verse eight that so then that so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So when we're walking in our flesh, we can't even please God. So this is why it behooves us to walk in the spirit of God. Because we know that Christ leads us, he guides us and he directs us as he tells us in his word to acknowledge him. Lean not to our own understanding, but to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he will direct our path. Now, I pray that you who are listening to the podcast that you would not just take my word for it. Go back and read the scriptures for yourself. Ask God to show you yourself, show you these things that may be in your life. And if they're not in your life, if you're not dealing with these things, then you have nothing to worry about. You continue to press on toward the mark of a high calling in Christ Jesus through God. Just continue to press, continue to press, continue to press and let God begin to show himself strong in your life. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name. I would like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your social media. To catch all of the latest from the Ambassador's Voice podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Ambassador's Voice, one word. Leave a comment or question at ambassadorsvoice549 at gmail.com or listen wherever you hear your podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Ambassador's Voice Podcast. Be blessed.